I'm Brian Paris with Sounds of Berkeley. For this episode, we've teamed up with our friends at the Berkeley Internet Radio Network, aka The Burn, to bring you a conversation with the astonishingly prolific composer and current Berkeley student, Emily Baer. Baer's first album was released when she was just six years old. Now, age 18, Baer already has eight studio albums as a leader, and she's performed everywhere from Carnegie Hall to The Ellen DeGeneres Show. In this interview, Burn Communications Coordinator Mackenzie Johnson talks with Bear about her latest record, Emotions, which finds the instrumentalist in vocal pop territory, but still drawing on her background in jazz and blues. They also discuss her influences, the evolution of her sound, and how songwriting can be used to combat everything from heartbreak to FOMO. Okay, hi, Emily Bear. How are you today? I'm good. I'm cold, but I'm yeah, good. How are me you? Too. I feel <laughs> that. So let's crack right into it. First question is, how would you describe your own personal sound slash genre? See, that's something that I'm still trying to figure out because um, it's obviously a lot more pop than what I've done in the past because I was completely instrumental in like the jazz and classical and orchestral world. So this is like more pop, but it's not just straight pop. It's like jazzy pop. Pop with some jazz, some blues, a lot of different things. It's hard to it's hard to describe in one word. It really comes out, especially in emotions and dancing. It's really, really a good fusion. So that's my favorite part of your music. I was just listening to it earlier, and I was, like, bopping. What do you listen to, and how does that, what you listen to, affect what you write? I think anyone who's a musician, like, whatever they listen to is obviously going to influence the way they look at music. Um but honestly, I have such a wide variety. I go from listening to Anderson Pack to like Alexander Desplat to Twenty One Pilots. It's like it's it's very wide range. So how has your music and songwriting evolved since you started? That's actually that's a great question because when I first started songwriting, I um I was and singing. I was so excited that I was able to do something that didn't have to have a piano in it I was like oh my god this is amazing I'm never gonna put piano in blah 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 blah. and I was also I don't know it's just it's evolved so much like piano is such a huge part of my identity and over the past couple years it's kind of come full circle and I'm using all of my influences from all the genres that I've played in the past and kind of smushing that together into the pop stuff um and when I started I was just kind of going after more of like a straight popish sound. How has your composing influenced uh, the way you write pop music? Again, I think like there's so much subconsciously, but probably because I listen to so much like film scoring and uh, classical orchestral pieces and blah, 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 and jazz stuff that it influences my pieces in ways that I don't even realize, honestly. Yeah. Because you have all the chords, you know, all of that, all the behind the scenes that a lot of people don't know as well as you do. Like you can play it all. So that probably yeah, I mean, really helps you. Having the background that I have, it gives me more freedom yeah, to write. Yeah, that's so, so cool. Um, so I was listening to your EP earlier, and one of the songs that caught my attention was FOMO. I, I really love that song, and I want to know, like, specifically what did you write that about? Like, what place were you in and what inspired it? Um, well, I get horrible cases of FOMO, like terrible. And um, I, I had just moved to L.A., I didn't really know many people and I just, I felt like I was missing out. I was like, what's the problem here? And so uh, the song is really just about feeling like you're you're not quite in the crowd mm-hmm. and how frustrating it can be, like, because like the, the main line of the chorus is, does it ever rain in paradise? Like, 
Because then there's also the other way. Of, it's kind of complicated, but then there's the other way of looking at it is like, is it really that great once you get there? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I really love the line with um, the, your fingertip. fingertip. Yeah. I love That's that That's my line. favorite line of the whole it's song. So, I, that always just like pops out. Hanging off out. a cliff by a fingertip it's and so I kind of cool. want to let it go. It's amazing. Um, more about your EP. Um, so what was the common theme that you were aiming for and how did you pick the songs? Um, well, they were actually... A few of them are written really close together, and then a couple of them are written uh, further apart. So it kind of also had the evolution of Emily Bear as a songwriter in there, um, like f- tracks like FOMO and I'm Not Alone are a little more pop, like heavy, and then we go a little later in the, the evolution, and you hear dancing and emotions and weak, and those are a little more jazzy, bluesy. Um, so the common theme is that no matter what genre I write in, whether it's writing to picture for film or it's jazz or it's my own like instrumental piano stuff or it's this stuff, like the thing that I always want to happen is I want people to feel something and I feel like creating emotion is like that common ground. So all of these songs like stem from like things that happened in my life that really just like impacted me and I, uh, I feel like the songs could have potential to make people feel something. Yeah, like songs like Dancing I was listening to earlier, and I want to know more about where that came from. Like, that song is, like, very just, like, pushing away, like, all the pain that you felt and, like, trying to just, like, dance to the exactly. the music that made you cry, which I thought was really clever. No, so I, uh, I had a breakup, and there was this one song that I couldn't listen to without crying. And uh, then one day, like, I could listen to it. And I was like, wow, this is what power feels like. It's like just about taking something that had you so down for so long and like flipping it and using it to advantage and being like, you don't own me anymore. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> uh, that's what the song's about. So it's like owning your pain. Exactly. I love that. That's so cool. Um, so what current artists are you inspired by in the more mainstream like pop world? My favorite artists are not super mainstream. But I guess among, uh, I loved Coloring Book by Chance the Rapper. Like, I don't want to say that I knew him before he was famous, but I knew him before he was famous. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, and uh, J. Cole and the way Kendrick uses all of that jazz influence, I love. Um, right now, let me think. Right now, I love this girl. Her name's Amber Mark. Mm-hmm. I'm she's, she's really dope. Yeah, I actually heard of her, like, recently, yeah. Yeah, and she produces all of her own stuff, which I think is super cool. Um, Anderson Pack is one of my favorites. Um, totally not my genre usually, but I love 21 Pilots. I think their yeah. songwriting is really interesting, and yeah, it agreed. just catches my eye, and their live shows are amazing. Um, Odessa, not Odessa, Odessa. Um, I love what they do. I think they've created such a sound. Um, I'm trying to think. There's so much. There's so much good music. I was obsessed with Daniel Caesar for a while and Charlotte Day Wilson and Georgia Smith and her. Oh my God, her. I her, love her. I love her. Oh my gosh. And so Hozier. Mm-hmm. I saw Hozier at Lollapalooza this summer and it blew my mind. I, I was like, Lala. you're incredible. Oh wow, he's really, really good. Um, so what is your songwriting process? It's never the same, it's always different. Um, it's hard to be like, oh, I have these exact steps and I follow these every single time I write a song. But um, sometimes I start with like a lyric idea or a concept because 
something happened and I want to write about it. Um, sometimes I just sit at a piano and I just kind of play around for a while until we find something that's we all love or we start with a melody idea or just, it's it's never the same yeah. or we try 17 different ideas and then halfway through the session we completely change gears and go a different way i mean you know how it goes oh yeah, yeah. session's never the same so i looked up your co-writes for emotions and dancing so i was wondering how did you get into co-writing because i know that you're fairly like from what i heard new to the whole pop like songwriting so like how soon after you started writing did you start co-writing I started co-writing right out the bat actually I um I love collaborating and the first time I wrote a song I wrote it with this woman her name's Alana Defonseca and she writes a ton of music a ton of songs for tv and film and um and so we wrote a song together and that was like my first introduction to the songwriting world so then people started setting me up with more sessions and it just kind of became the norm. But I really don't mind it because I love when like you have different perspectives and different brains come together in a room and like you create something magical. Oh, after releasing the Emotions EP, what is your new goal? Um, I definitely want to start working on another project, um, especially because I've had a little bit of a musical evolution in my eyes with the songwriting thing. And now I know exactly the sound I'm going for and exactly the type of artist that I want to be. So that's really exciting for me. And I want to start, um, I actually, I am starting to work on the next project and also just keep gigging. I mean, I've been doing like jazz and classical shows for years and years and years, but the pop shows are a completely different animal and they're so much fun. Um, and actually my entire band is Berkeley alum. Amazing. Yeah. I love that. And love they're, they're, they're monsters and they're yeah. amazing guys. And it's just, it's been really fun. So that was another question that I had, like, what's your new project? So you're, you already started it. And yeah, it's, I'm and just starting to write it now. How has your life changed since being on Ellen at six years old and up till now? I mean, it's definitely gotten me a lot of exposure, especially at a young age, because I was on it six times and, and now seven times because I was just on it again. Um, I mean, you, you reach a lot of people with Ellen that you wouldn't have been able to before. Um, so I mean that, that's changed my life in a lot of ways, but it's also, I've gotten a lot of opportunities, not just from Ellen. It's mm -hmm. just from, you know, word of mouth and slowly building your career. Also, is your music career full-time? Like, are, are you like part-time or full-time? I, I mean, I was in school. So for a long time, so I was part-time, and two years ago when I graduated high school, I pretty much became full-time, and it was a really cool transition for me because I'd never been able to use all my time towards music, but now I live in L.A., and uh, full-time. <laughs> awesome. When did you move to L.A.? About a year and a half ago. Awesome. I love the vibe over there, really. Um, everyone's doing something. Everyone's somebody. It's it's wild. It's such a hustle city. So, what are your non-musical hobbies that you would want people to know of? Um, I'm a huge adrenaline junkie. So, anything fast, scary, fun, I'm so into. Um, I uh, if you know me, like you know, I'm obsessed with animals and dogs and. It's a problem because if you walk with me on a street, mm -hmm. I will stop and pet every single dog that I see. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, just the normal stuff, like yeah. going out with friends and whatever. Yeah. 
No, I, I relate to the dogs a lot. No, I'm, I'm obsessed. Um, so is anybody in your family a musician? And if so, how has that helped you grow as a musician? Um, my dad, not musical in the slightest. Um, my mom, though, she went to University of Michigan for musical theater. Um, and I think having her, we always had pianos in the house. And she's also helped in a lot of ways growing up, like creatively and musically and just helped guide along the way. And obviously they've all been super supportive. And uh, both my siblings played music growing up, um, but don't want to do it professionally. My sister played harp and youth symphony. And my brother played saxophone, guitar, piano. Wow, that's um, amazing. Yeah. Oh, Lauren played piano too. Sorry. So out of all the amazing experiences that you've had, what is the highlight? That's like such a hard question because there's so, <laughs> so many, many different highlights. Um, and they change year to year, honestly. But I mean, there's been a few few experiences that have stood out. Like I did this tour in Europe called Night of the Proms. That was probably one of the best experiences of my life. Um, it was like a 25 date tour in Europe, like all stadiums. And it was classical crossover, which is... Wow. A little different, but was so fun for me um, because we toured with a whole orchestra, a rock band, and a choir, and I oh, was wow. like flying on a piano through this. It was, it was ridiculous. Um, the Hollywood Bowl, mm. you can't really beat that. I love that place. Um, the White House is also really cool, and Montreux Jazz Festival. Oh, uh, wow. That place has such magic. I don't even know how to explain it. That's amazing, dude. Going from that. I know that your mentor is Quincy Jones. How has that influenced you and how has that helped you grow as a musician? I mean, in so many different ways. I've known him like over 10 years now, which is wild. Um, and I think he was a really great influence for me growing up, not only because I have a very extensive knowledge of like 70s and 80s, like R&B, soul, funk, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but he is like the ultimate genre bender. He's done everything. And I feel like that really inspired me. I mean, he scored 50 films and did so many number one like pop records and did a big band with Count Basie and Frank Sinatra. Like the, it goes on and on. He's worked with everyone and anyone, no matter what style. Um, and so that was always super, super inspiring to me. And also, he I mean, he's taught me so many things, not even just about music, but just about life in general. He's like such a special person. That's really, really cool. Um, so does he like play a hand in your pop music now? Like, is he supportive on this EP? And he's like, did he give you advice along the way? Like anything like that? Or was well, yeah. this you? I definitely uh, played him all the songs as I was writing them. And I mean, I didn't know what to expect because uh, it's Quincy. But he was actually the first person to ever make me sing I was terrified I wouldn't do it in front of anyone and when we were recording our album um I don't even know how he knew that I sang but he's like oh just just sing a jazz standard for me like we had some extra time at the end of the the last day and so I sang it and then he called me like a week later and he's like hey Emily you're going on the Queen Latifah show in a week and you're singing and I'm like oh my god <laughs> what you don't understand. I literally, I would not sing in front of my dog. I wouldn't sing in front of anyone. It terrified me for some reason. I could play piano in front of like 17,000 people, but the singing, it just, I felt so vulnerable. Um, I did it because I don't back down, but <laughs> um, he was the first person that actually ever had me sing. And so he's been like super, super supportive 
since I started songwriting and I mean he's definitely given me opinions and it's been really great I love to hear it your voice is amazing by the way like good for you for coming out with it I'm glad you did thank you but everybody is since we're at Berkeley and there's other musicians and pianists that could be listening and want to do what you do for a living one coming out of Berkeley what advice would you give them I feel like each individual like journey is so different that it's hard to like blanket advice um so I'd probably just say like the biggest thing I've learned living in LA is that I mean it's a really tough business and no matter how great your music is, like, it's all about relationships that you have and, like, networking, which I'm still getting the hang of. <laughs> and uh, it's really easy to get discouraged, I think, as an artist because we're always looking for those immediate results thrown back in our face. And, like, we thrive on reassurance um, from our fans and people that listen to our music and people that we want to listen to our music. And so when we don't get exactly what we're looking for, it's frustrating. But, I mean just keep going like the little things make it so much better like just people coming up to me at shows and saying like you help my daughter go through like a really hard time in her life or blah 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 blah. like it just it makes it all worth it and also probably setting small goals for yourself which I'm also still working on just like self-dedication and pushing yourself forward and learning new skills all day every day so tell me about the thing that you're doing with the dance and video and your fans. Oh, yeah. So I partnered up with Sam Quinn, um, who put together this amazing dance event in Times Square. And we wanted to share the message that dance is for everyone um, and the arts is for everyone, no matter what physical, financial or mental limitations that you have. And so we we filmed this video in New York with like hundreds of dancers and it's, I'm really excited about it but the best part is that all of the proceeds are going towards for nonprofits that share the same message that dance is for everyone and when we release the video we want everyone to send in their dancing videos and see how creative they can be and I want to see everyone start dancing to dancing and if you want to upload your own video just do it with the hashtag keep dancing and tag me and I'd love to share it. You heard it here first. Hashtag keep, keep dancing. Feeling good and living better. Haven't seen the sun forever. But I know it's always dark before the dawn. Voices out of my head was heavy. It was so hard to forget it Used to hold it in but now I let it go Who knew emotions could be so damn physical oh, yeah. I'm gonna celebrate this feeling on
inside like I'm a day When I can hear the words and not come so I'm done Now I wanna turn it up, yeah Get lost in the rhythm of love Nothing inside me that's still holding on Who knew emotions could be so You can listen to Emily Bear's catalog on all major streaming platforms. For more original content from The Burn, including interviews, reviews, and playlists, as well as radio programming, check out theburn.com. That's B-I-R-N. This episode was engineered by Tony Brown in partnership with The Burn and edited by Brandon Bachajan. Our theme music is You Made Me by Sleeping Lion. I'm Brian Paris, and this is Sounds of Berkeley.